Welcome to the Daily Dad Podcast, where we provide one lesson every day to help you with your most important job, being a dad. These are lessons inspired by ancient philosophy, by practical wisdom, and insights from dads all over the world. Thank you for listening, and we hope this helps. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I am a huge fan of today's sponsor, and so is basically everyone in my family and everyone I know, talking about Four Sigmatic, a wellness company that makes delicious mushroom coffee. Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin coffee with lion's mane mushroom for productivity and chaga mushroom for immune support. Mushroom coffee is easy on your gut. It doesn't leave you with a jittery feeling or a midday crash. All Four Sigmatic products are organic, vegan, and gluten-free, and every single batch is third-party lab-tested to ensure its purity and safety so you know you're getting the highest quality coffee. Get up to 40% off and free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, go to foursigmatic.com slash dailydad. This offer is only for Daily Dad listeners, and it's not available on the regular website. You'll save up to 40% and get free shipping. Go to foursigmatic.com slash dailydad. Fuel your creativity and productivity with delicious mushroom coffee. Hey, it's Ryan Holiday. Welcome to another episode of the Daily Dad podcast here on the weekend. Uh, Sometimes I do some extended riffing. Sometimes I bring you best of clips from the Daily Stoke podcast. And then on uh, special occasions, I kick some topics around with my writing partner, Niels Parker. And that's what we're doing today. I wanted to talk about screen time because I have noticed that it is just, I go in waves where it sort of doesn't, it isn't a problem. And then other times it definitely is a problem. And then you can just feel like it's, I mean, clearly like, almost all the time my kids are acting up or something happens, like what is the one thing they all have in common? I was on my phone. I don't, I don't know if that's true for you, Niels. Oh, 100%. To the point where like my son, he has, he's 16 months and he will, he will actually stick his head in between my face and the screen. Right. <laughs> and look at me like, uh, there's a baby here. And, and if I don't pay enough attention or adjust what I'm doing, the acting up uh, begins uh, within a matter of moments. Yeah, it's it's weird, though, because I was thinking about like, you know, like, let's say it's breakfast because we're all sitting around the table. And, and uh, on the one hand, you judge yourself for using the phone. You know, the phone is not good. But I remember sitting around the breakfast table and my parents were reading the newspaper. Right. So it, there's kind of this weird, like, judginess about using the phone. And in fact, it's not that different than, uh, you know, previous coping mechanisms. I I guess what I'm saying is like, it's very hard to be present and basically no one is ever present. It's just the extremeness of our sort of fleeing from presentness is embodied all in one singular device. So it's really hard to deny that we have that proclivity. Because and the phone can record and update you every week exactly how much time on average you spent not being present. And it's what I've noticed with the phone, especially in contrast to something like a newspaper, is that it it sucks you in so completely that 
you are you're not just not present you are absent you like it the phone sucks you in and the way the newspaper doesn't i think just because there's a physical action going on there's crinkling noise you've got to turn pages you're never not physically there and with the phone it's just a it's an easy swipe and there's just no real gestures and you're gone and it's it's crazy how quickly that absorption happens yeah it's true like it, it if you're doing something else you're sort of like yeah uh-huh whatever and then uh with the phone it's like you know i've been talking to you for five minutes and you're like, I have no recollection of that happening whatsoever. Like, it is a level of sort of being consumed that I don't even watching TV. Like, it just, it just, you're just sucked in in a level that, yeah, nothing basically is is comparable to. And it gets, you know, the older your kids get, the faster they move, and the more danger that they encounter. Uh, in those seconds and minutes that you're, you're sucked in. I'm noticing that now, like Will can reach the tops of counters and he can get across the room in an instant. And I, I can't afford with, he's fast and strong and has major grip strength. And all of those things are a recipe for disaster. If you are uh, absorbed in Instagram for 90 seconds. Well, and the, the Instagram is a good point because it's like, what what were you consumed with, right? It wasn't, it, let's say one out of 50 times, it's like a super important work email or it's breaking news that some massively important thing happened and you have to get into a uh, storm shelter because the tornado's coming. But I would say the vast majority of the time, it's like I was watching a funny TikTok or like I was reading, uh, you know, uh an in-depth article about a tell, uh, like I was reading a, a recap about a television show that I watch. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's totally pointless, but it does consume you. Or worse with, and what TikTok does really well, that's so insidious is that it, it puts it on that auto loop. So you're not only watching a funny TikTok, you're watching it for like the third time. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> what are we doing? No, we have, uh, obviously with Daily Stoic, we have a TikTok and it's like doing really well. And like, I do not have it on my phone and I won't have it on my phone. One, because I think there's like some some privacy issues or whatever from what I've understood about TikTok, but it's also yeah. just like, it's all downside. Like, don't even think about it. it. This is This is like putting, I think what I try to remind myself about the phone, and there's a great book called Indistractable by Nir Eyal Mm -hmm. that people should read. And then there's also a digital minimalism by Cal Newport, both of, uh, both guys are parents and, uh, you know, sort of talk about this both from a productivity side and a parenting side, but you have to realize that literally the smartest people in the world are being paid obscene amounts of money to figure out how to make that device as addictive as humanly possible. Like in the same way you understand that psychologists and designers and, uh, and, and, and similarly intelligent minds were designed, uh, went into designing casinos to be manipulative and addictive. Yeah. Um, and just as, you know, drugs uh chemists worked to you know exploit your biology and neurology the phone itself is a collective effort of millions of people who have worked very hard to exploit 
every part of your pathology to make this addictive in a way that a newspaper is a but and and was for a very long time a bunch of smart writers thinking about how to make good writing yeah you know it wasn't designed to render you psychologically defenseless against the newspaper yeah and i think one of the things that newer parents need to really reckon with is that if you let's say you've got a or even just like somebody in your position where you've got two kids under six it's like they've got a basically a 14 year head start on how to hook you like this this isn't a new evolution in the technology that you've got in your hand they've been iterating on this from basically the earliest days of social media so as strong and as smart as well-intentioned as you think you are there's 10 12 14 years of habitual behavior that you've got to not only try to unwind but recognize that it's happening first as you're trying to do the right thing for your kids as a parent i'm super cautious about what i give my kids even the vitamins like the flintstone vitamins that i would have as a kid i would never give those to my kids i'd never take them now so every day my son and i both take a ritual multivitamin rituals clean vegan friendly multivitamin is formulated with high quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use multivitamin should contain things your body can actually use not shady extras rituals delayed release capsule delivers high quality nutrients including vitamin d3 in just two daily pills the kids gummy vitamin is even easier for them to eat your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always you can start snooze or cancel your subscription anytime if you don't love ritual within your first month they'll refund your order get key nutrients without bs for you your kids your whole family Try Ritual Multivitamins. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off first three months. Visit ritual.com slash daily dad. Start your ritual today. We talked a lot about getting better here at Daily Dad, and it's important to always get better because your kids are always watching. And if you're in a bad place mentally, if you're overworked, if you're holding on to resentment, if you've got childhood issues that you haven't dealt with, that's going to have an impact on your kids. And that's why today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is so great. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can start communicating with in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash daily dad. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash daily dad join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional we've got a special offer for daily dad listeners you get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash daily dad no i think that's right you, you take a casino obviously they they have some mechanism to evaluate whether their uh tactics or or design decisions are having an impact. You know, they've got closed circuit television. They can sort of check, you know, revenue receipts and, and they can look at little things here or there. Even television, though, you think about like what Nielsen is. Nielsen, it's almost amazing how unscientific television is. It's like we have a, like a handful of boxes in like a minuscule percentage of people's homes and we kind of have some sense of what they're working on, what they're watching, what they're not watching. You know, maybe they're watching the commercials, maybe they're not. You know, there, there's so little data, yeah. right? But it's it's 
I think what makes the phone and, and the computer and, and all these devices so much more addictive, and you have to understand why it's you know, exponentially more uh, uh, manipulative, is that they have data from literally every person, including you, on, on your usage, on what you're clicking, and, and that it's being iterated in real time, not just according to what do people generally do, but it's also being manipulative and and updating itself to encourage specific habits that it sees in you, right? So, so it's not just like, hey, if we show a video after this video, like auto uh, uh, infinite scroll or, or autoplay, that people will on average watch a little bit more. It's also if I put this kind of content in front of this person based on what I have seen them spend time doing, I know they will watch. So, so you're being gamed. It, it's not just how do we increase usage. It's how do we increase usage from Ryan Holiday or from Niels Parker. And it's, it's very verifiable and trackable. So it's, you are essentially defenseless against these things. And so you really have to decide what are you going to enable and what are you not going to enable? And I think, you know, making some early decisions or, or strong decisions yeah. right now about I'm turning off these alerts. I'm not installing these apps. I'm leaving my phone in the car when I come home or I'm putting it, you know, in a drawer one day a week. You have to make real decisions like that. It's really the only way you're going to maintain. I don't sleep with my phone in the room. These are the decisions that you've got to make if you want to have some semblance of sobriety from your devices. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is it sounds, it sounds very hard and it sounds like we're, we're asking people to do something that's just completely sort of antithetical to the, to the world in which we live. But I was, I was watching uh, Jocko on Lex Friedman's podcast the other day and Lex asked him, like, what's the best martial art for self-defense? And his answer was running away. Like, <laughs> the, the, the way that you avoid the messiness of physical conflict, of fighting, of, of all of the unseen and unknowable inevitabilities of, of a physical conflict is to run the hell away if you have the ability. And he's like, that's what I'm going to do 99% of the time. And I think that's basically what we're saying with respect to these devices at some level is that there's no in-app strategy for fighting against what the phone is designed to make you do. You have to get away from it. You have yeah. to separate the, yourself from it to be successful in what we're talking about. You want to get to a place where you're using the phone and the phone is not using you. And that just, yeah. that begins with some very clear boundaries. The other thing I would add in there, because I think parents, you know, think about one, your own phone usage and how it impacts your, your parenting, but then of course also what effect these devices have on our kids themselves. But I think one of the things that I heard that I really liked was um, like, think about all the things they said about television, like 20, 30, 40 years ago. And can you really are like, there was a lot of hand wringing, you know, like it's going to make people stupid. Yeah, it's going to uh, rot their you, brains. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and that seems kind of uh, overblown and, and histrionic. But now if you step back, 
it's kind of hard to argue that they weren't right. Like, we can't think. We had a reality star television, or we had a reality television star president. You know, like, like yeah. really, uh, like we can't have civil debates. We can't think about things in depth. We lack critical thinking. Um, we, you know, like the the people do read uh, great books less. You know, it, yeah. people's attention span has shrunk. Blah 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 blah. They were right. And yeah. so there's a lot of people saying extreme stuff about tech now, but they're probably right. You yeah. know, the scripted, it's interesting, the scripted and unscripted content on television f over the last 15 years is designed for rotted brains. Like yeah. <laughs> they, they, it is not meant for uh, stimulating uh, the, the part of active, curious brains that, What's interesting is the tech platforms are now the home for that kind of content to the extent that it exists. But television, as we understood it when those phrases were coming out, has actually borne out those those fears of like, this nonsense is going to rot some of these people's brains. And then it rotted them. And now we're creating content for the rotted brain. Yeah, it's interesting. Like when you if you don't watch a lot of like regular television, like let's say network television, um, Let's say you you just watch like good cable television or you know you know uh, long form stuff on like Netflix or Amazon or whatever, um, or like even worse if you you don't watch a lot of television at all, maybe you only watch sports and then you read a lot or, or whatever, um, then you'll turn on something like some big network show that maybe you're not familiar with, like, and I don't want to be snooty about it, you, like, but you, let's say you watch like an episode of The Big Bang Theory or something, um, you're like what is this? This is like, like how stupid is it? You have to watch like 10 or 15 episodes to like get into a lower frame of consciousness where you're able to just accept the preposterousness of the universe. And that's a show about like, you know, Caltech scientists. It's supposed to be like smart, right? Yeah. You watch, you watch these shows and you're like, why with this like th all the things strike you as so unfamiliar right like a laugh track or like the weird hamming it up for the camera um you're just like you you realize like your brain is normally functioning at a higher level and you actually have to like dim it down a few levels to get what's going on here like to to enjoy it and it's probably like i think like if you don't watch like a couple of years ago, I watched like the MTV Music Awards or something. And I was like, oh, what wow. is this? like it was so transparently stupid in the sense of like, like you just watched a bunch. Of, it just I, I just noticed like, man, these people are trying really, really hard. Right. Um, whereas like, you know, a younger me would have felt like, oh, these people are so cool. But like being out of step with it a little bit, you could sense how sort of out of tune it is. Right. Um I think it's the same with Twitter or Facebook or whatever. When you're in it, the universe makes sense. When you step away from it and then you come back in it, it really does strike you just how unnatural and exploitative it is. Yeah, I've seen recently, especially on Twitter, people, smart, accomplished academic people with real positions of influence talking about how, you know, like, you know, this is, this is our world. Like this is, this is the world we live in. It's like, no, 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 no. This is the fake world that you have chosen to spend yeah. your, your time in. The, the real world is the one when you log off your phone and turn to your wife or your husband 
that you touch with your hands, that's the real world. This no, that's this right. chaos is something that you have chosen to separate yourself from the real world to connect with. It is not it is not the world we live in. It is the yeah. world you've chosen. You're like, who talks like this? And it's like someone who's picked up on the the dysfunctional logic and brainwaves of this given platform. Yeah. And and then accepted it because it has become sort of the four walls of their their mental universe. It feels like there's nothing real outside of it, which is probably why NFTs have been so successful. The idea <laughs> that we could sell something digital that's not real because there's this generation of people out there whose entire lives are in the digital space uh, sort of tells you where we're headed with, and what the technology's really done and how far it's sunk its roots in. Yeah, that's right. So look, the the message of today's episode is put your phone down. It's making you a worse person. It's definitely making you a worse parent. Uh, you don't have to completely limit your kids' usage, but like you should realize that uh, you are subjecting them to, in the same way you wouldn't want them to drink or smoke cigarettes or you know, be in a casino, uh, these same forces are acting on your children as well. Yeah, from the beginning. From on purpose yeah. for for purposes that are not aligned with your goals for your child creating a very wicked feedback loop that is difficult to bust absolutely awesome man well i will talk to you soon sounds good hey you're listening to the daily dad podcast one meditation a day inspired to help you do your most important job which is be a great father these are meditations inspired by ancient wisdom psychological research, and just great strategies from normal dads just like you. Thanks for listening.